basically, if the price of college had followed the nation's inflation rate, college, a four-year college for tuition fees, room and board would only cost you $10,500. But right now it's averaging $21,878. So no matter where you stand when it comes to student loan forgiveness, one fact cannot be ignored. This is a fact, not an opinion. The price for higher education has far outpaced the price of our nation's inflation rate. Hey, this is Allison, and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast, where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. The other day, I received a message on Instagram from someone named Kathy, and she asked a really good question. She said, what's going to happen when everyone's student loans come back? Well, that's a great question, Kathy. And so I decided to dedicate the entire episode all about student loans. And this question is one that I think many people are probably wondering about. So let's talk about it. I want to start by talking about the latest news regarding the possible student loan forgiveness that the Supreme Court recently ruled on. This episode is particularly critical for those with outstanding student loans or considering college. So if you know anyone that has student loans or is going to have student loans, I highly recommend sharing this episode with them because it has a lot of great information in it. Now, in 2022, President Biden announced a student loan relief plan that the goal was really to help the increasing debt students are faced when going to college. It is an income or was, I guess I should say, an income driven plan that called for widespread forgiveness. $10,000 for anyone who had a federal loan and up to $20,000 forgiveness for others who qualified for a Pell Grant. Now, the Supreme Court recently issued a significant decision that struck down the possibility of student loan forgiveness. They basically said, nope, that's a no-go. It's not going to happen. Now, this may seem like a direct blow to student borrowers and their hope for relief, but what does it truly mean for them? In today's episode, we're going to be digging deep into how student loans have gotten out of control, because I think that it's important we understand this, and what borrowers can do moving forward. Now, of course, before we jump into this, I want to clarify what this podcast episode will be and what it won't be. We all are subject to our own opinions when it comes to student loan forgiveness. And yes, I do have strong opinions on this matter. In fact, I think everyone should have somewhat of an opinion on this matter. And while I would love to selfishly use this platform to share with you why my viewpoints are the best and bring you over to my side, I'm actually not going to try to get you on my side when it comes to the opinions on this widespread income-driven student loan forgiveness. Instead, I want to share some facts about student loans with you. I want to share some facts about the rising price of college and what student loan borrowers can actually do moving forward. Regardless of what happens or what you believe about student loans, we as individuals need a plan for our money. And that's what this episode is about. It's about walking away with the facts on how America found themselves in this student loan crisis and a plan for you or a loved one that you can implement as student loan repayments resume for the first time in three years. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. 
I think it's important to put some things into perspective here. It's easy to only think about how a student loan forgiveness plan would impact us as individuals. I mean, when all is said and done, we tend to be pretty narcissistic beings. We focus on how something will impact us and our immediate family, and I get it. However, I want to highlight the history of student loans, but to do that, we have to look at the cost of college and how it has changed over time. Many people don't elect for student loans just because. Instead, 18-year-olds are signing on for student loans, often not even aware of the terms they are agreeing to due to lack of education surrounding student loans. Because let's be honest, college is just so freaking expensive. And I, for one, can tell you that I had no idea what I was signing myself up for when it came to student loans. At 18 years old, I couldn't fully grasp what I was getting myself into. And I feel like I turned out to be a pretty decent person. I mean, here I am now, but still at the age of 18, I had no clue what I was doing. Now, we all know that the cost of college has been steadily increasing over the years. To give you a sense of just how drastic this increase has been, consider this. According to the Education Data Initiative, a team of researchers that dedicate their time to college stats about the U.S. education system, the average annual cost of tuition at a four-year college, public, four-year public college, is now 37 times higher than it was in 1963. After adjusting for currency inflation, college tuition has increased a staggering 747.8% since 1963. Now, I know that those numbers might not mean much. You're like, but Allison, give me real numbers. And I will. But needless to say, someone who is currently in their 80s, like my wonderful grandparents, will likely have a completely different outlook on student loan forgiveness than someone who graduated in 2020 with six figures of debt. In 1963, when those people graduated, college was drastically more affordable than it is now. So it doesn't surprise me if my grandparents have a different outlook and view on this student loan forgiveness plan. But let's bring it back a little closer to home. In 1987, the year I was born, shout out to my millennial friends out there, the total annual cost of tuition, fees, room, and board for a four-year public college, we're not even talking private, we're talking public college, was $4,403 for the year. That gave you your tuition, fees, room, and board. Not bad. Sounds nice to me. Let's pretend that the price of college had followed the nation's inflation rate, okay? Spoiler alert, it didn't, but let's pretend it did. Let's pretend that that price of college followed the nation's inflation rate. Back in 1987, it would have cost someone $4,403 to cover tuition, fees, room, and board. That same amount of money, $4,403, would be worth $10,528 in 2021. But guess what? The cost of tuition, fees, room, and board for a four-year public college was actually $21,878 per year. That's a five-fold increase. So basically, if the price of college had followed the nation's inflation rate, college, a four-year college for tuition fees, room and board would only cost you $10,500. But right now it's averaging 
$21,878. So no matter where you stand when it comes to student loan forgiveness, one fact cannot be ignored. This is a fact, not an opinion. The price for higher education has far outpaced the price of our nation's inflation rate. They're rising much faster than the price of your daily bread or the price of just about anything else we regularly pay for. So what's the deal with these skyrocketing costs? Why is college education turning into this luxury item? Well, it's not as simple as blaming the dean of admissions, although that would be much easier. The answer is completely nuanced, as it usually is, but there are three factors that stand out. Here are three reasons why college has increased so dramatically in price. The first is state funding, or lack thereof. In the past, states used to generously support public universities, but they aren't contributing as much anymore. And this has led colleges to increase those tuition and fees to compensate for the loss of state support. You see, these colleges used to get money from the state, but now they aren't. So they're going to take it from their students. Back in the good old days, aka pre-2008 recession, states used to offer very generous amounts of money to public universities. However, that recession in 2008 caused states to pull back funding. In fact, according to the Center on Budget Policy Priorities, overall state funding for public two- and four-year colleges in the school year ending in 2018 was more than $6.6 billion below what it was in 2008 before the Great Recession fully took hold. Did you hear that? Like, I want to just pause real quick. Did you hear that? States gave $6.6 billion more in 2008 to public colleges and universities than they did in 2018. So I bet you can expect what happened next. Those colleges and universities reacted by jacking up their tuition prices because, well, they still have bills to pay. So this increase in price was laid directly on the shoulders of their students, which, surprise, led to more student loans being taken out by students as a whole. The second reason college has gotten so freaking expensive is because of demand. Picture this, you're in line for a famous burger joint that just opened up in town. The line is so long that it's wrapping around the block, but you've heard that the burgers are divine. And guess what happens next? They can jack up the prices because, hey, if you're willing to wait in line that long, you'll probably cough up a little extra money, right? Well, the same is true with college. More and more people want that golden ticket, a degree that's meant to unlock their future. The higher the demand, the easier it is for colleges to just gently nudge up their prices or not so gently. And can you blame them? I mean, if people are clamoring at your gate saying we want to come in, wouldn't you want a slice of that pie? But here's where the burger joint and college analogies diverge. Are you ready? Unlike that burger, which is a choice, many people feel like a college degree is not optional. They believe it is a necessity. Now, I do think this is changing a little bit in this day and age, but for the people who have student loans out, this is likely how they felt. I don't know about you, but what I was told growing up was that it wasn't about if I was going to go to college, but where I was going to go to college. College was the expectation. My choice was the location. And I was 
very much pushed to a public college, which I did do. And that feeling, my friends, is leading to even more demand, even higher prices, and yep, you guessed it, more student loans. It's like we're stuck on this merry-go-round that's just spinning a tad too fast called student loan disaster. Now, the third reason why colleges have no issue increasing fees for students comes down to their own rising operating costs. Running a university is not cheap. It's kind of like running a small city. There's infrastructure to maintain, professors to pay, research to fund. And let's not forget that heating all of those buildings is not cheap, especially when the winter rolls around. And let's be real. We all want the best, right? We want top-notch professors, state-of-the-art labs, nice dorm rooms, decent dining hall, and a rec center that has everything and above. So in short, just like everything else in life, running a university, it's costing more money every year. And unless they discover some sort of amazing money tree or start running out their squirrels as these tiny, adorable Uber drivers, those costs are going to get passed down to students. And you know what that means? Yep. Even more student loans. Today's episode is brought to you by my budget to build wealth. Here's the truth. I do not believe, actually, I refuse to believe that wealth is just for the rich. I believe that wealth can be built on a budget without sacrificing what you love to spend money on. I fully believe that budgeting is the quickest, most effective way for you to reach your money goals. So whether your goal is to stop living paycheck to paycheck, pay off those student loans that have been hanging over your head, or find room in your budget every single month so that way you can start investing for your future, you're going to need a guide, a plan to get yourself there, which is exactly what I'm sharing in my free training, Budget to Build Wealth. In this training, I'm gonna be sharing three massive mistakes that people make with their budget and their financial plan, so that way you can avoid them. I'm gonna be sharing with you the secret to freeing up more money in your budget each month, so that way you can send extra money to your goals, and I'm going to be sharing with you my tried and true four-step framework to budgeting your way to wealth without giving up what you love. Plus, there is a very special free gift for anyone who stays until the end. You can sign up by going to inspiredbudget.com slash class, or just click the link in my show notes. You'll be able to choose a time that works for your schedule and I'll see you there. So those three things can really share and explain why cost of college has gotten so high. We have state funding has been decreased. The demand has increased. And of course, operating the college has increased in price as well. So Let's circle back to the original topic, the Supreme Court decision and its implications for student loan borrowers. With the idea of student loan forgiveness off the table for now, what can borrowers, or maybe that's you, do moving forward? Well, your best option is to start by making a plan when it comes to your student loans. Let's lay down three solid steps you can take because I want you to walk away with some action items, some information and some action items. So if you have student loans, especially student loans that were in deferment or had no payment due on them and they're coming back, then I want you to do these three things. First up, it's time to embrace reality. 
As much as we all want to believe in some miracle touchdown pass from President Biden, some Hail Mary that's going to get us out of this situation, we have to work with what's concrete, not wishful thinking. So brace yourself. Because come October 1st, those student loan repayments are likely to kick back in. So crack open that account of yours. Take note of how much your monthly payments will be. It might sting, but hey, knowledge is power. You're going to need to know how much those minimum payments are going to be. The second step is to write a budget. And I mean a real honest-to-goodness budget that reflects your life, not some fantasy version where you're living off of kale smoothies and never splurge on a night out with friends. I remember back in, gosh, it must have been like 2018 or 2018. I decided I was going to wake up every single morning at 5 a.m. I even talked about it on Instagram. This is a little bit embarrassing, but I'm going to own this. I said, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. I was a school teacher at the time and running my business. And guess what? I was overwhelmed, had no time for myself. So I thought, hey, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. because that's what in all these books about business owners, they say they get up and do this morning routine, right? So I decided I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. I'm going to journal. I'm going to do my devotional. I might meditate a little bit. I'm going to work out. I'll work on my business, make my kids a healthy breakfast, go to work, come home, make a healthy dinner, and then work on my business some more. Well, I had planned this life for a version of myself that did not exist. This was the perfect version of myself that never got tired and could apparently live off of only six hours of sleep, which I'm a solid eight hours of sleep kind of girl. So I had to fail and realize I couldn't make this morning plan based off of a fantasy version of myself that didn't exist. The same is true when it comes to your money and your budget. Write a budget for yourself for the real actual version of you. So here's what you can do. Jot down where your money is going each month. Don't skimp on the details. Every dollar spent on takeout or anything that brings you joy counts. Write a budget. And then third, after you have embraced reality, we know how much those loan payments are going to be, you've written a budget. The third thing to do is to bring that student loan payment back into your budget. Now, hold on. I'm not saying that you need to start making payments on that student loan right now, especially if there's other things you want to be doing with your money, but at least put it back in as a line item in your budget. It's like rehearsing a play, right? You want to know your part before the curtain lifts. And in this case, knowing your part means seeing how your budget shifts and changes with the return of student loan payments. This sneak peek gives you time to make adjustments tighten the belt where you need, and gear up for student loans coming back into your life come October. I hope this episode helped you understand why college is expensive and gives you a three-step plan for bracing for the return of student loans. I know it's not the most exciting roadmap, but hey, we're in this together. We have to find a way to prepare for those student loans coming back into your life. But one thing is for sure, this college tuition saga, it feels almost like a soap opera at this point. It's far from over. 
Okay. And like always, I'm going to be right here, keeping you in the loop, making sense of the chaos as changes unfold. But until then, it would mean the world to me if you would actually share this episode, this particular episode, either on social media, because I can guarantee you that you know someone who has student loans that is likely stressing about this repayment. So it would mean the world to me if you would share this episode on social media, text it to a friend, do whatever you need to do to get it out there so it can be helpful for others. Normally at the end of my solo episodes, I like to answer a listener question, but this entire episode was basically answering a listener question from Kathy. If you want to learn more about paying off debt in particular, you can grab my debt-free roadmap. I'll link it down in the show notes below. It gives you seven steps to paying off debt fast while enjoying a life you love. It's the exact roadmap that my husband and I followed to help us pay off over six figures of debt. So be sure to grab that and stick around because next week I'm coming back with a brand new episode of the Inspire Budget Podcast. We'll chat soon. Bye for now.